are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. John 19, verse 1. Then Pilate, therefore, took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers pried a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe, and they said, Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him with their hands. Now what did Jesus do to them to cause them to slap him? Beloved, I want to talk to you today. I want to talk to my radio audience. Are you saved? Are you a child of God? You say, preacher, I'm a church member. I, I didn't ask you that. You say, I do the best I can. I didn't ask you that. You say, I, I'm living the very best I know how. I didn't ask you that. Are you saved? Are you truly born again? Are you truly washed in the blood? Now, what did Jesus do to these people for them to slap him with their hands? That's what they did. They smote him. They slapped him. They pulled his beard out by the roots. They spat in his face. They whipped him. And they forced him to carry his own cross. And he fell beneath the load. Now, what did he do? You know what he did? He fed the hungry, healed the sick, raised the dead, straightened out withered arms, opened blinded eyes. He blessed and cursed not. And yet they slapped him, they spat in his face, they pulled out his beard, they nailed him to a cross, and they laughed at him while he died. Well, what has he done to you? You say, nothing, preacher. Then begin serving him right now. Bow your head, shut your eyes, and pray, Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and save me. And he will, and live for him from this day until you die, or until Jesus comes. Pilate therefore went forth and saith unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. Thank God. I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and a purple robe, and Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. I could preach a week right there. Behold the man. Now you say, Preacher, could you do that? I could say, Behold him in eternity. Behold him with the Father in the beginning. Behold him uh, when God created man. Behold him in the Garden of Eden. Behold him in the ark. Behold him with Abraham on, on the mountain when he was about to offer Isaac. Behold, behold, behold. Yes, from Genesis to Revelation, behold the Lamb of God. He's the center. He's the soul. He's the heart. He's the life. He is our redemption. And without him, you'll wake up in hell just as sure as you're listening to my voice. I warn you. I warn you. There is no other way. Thomas, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Behold the man. Behold him, Pilate said. Do you see him, beloved? Say, can you see Jesus today as he sits at the right hand of God the Father, wherever you are, whatever time of day I'm speaking to you? Can you see Jesus? There he sits at the right hand of God the Father. What's he doing? He's making intercession for you and me. Why is he there? He's there in our stead. He's there to plead our case. And he says, Father, 
Give that sinner one more chance. Give that mother one more chance. Give that daddy one more chance. Give that boy one more chance. Give that girl one more chance, Father. Don't cut them off. Heavenly Father, don't cut them off. Give them one more chance. I warn you, my beloved friend, I warn you, unless you trust Jesus Christ, you'll stand alone before God and you'll hear God say, take him away, I don't know him. But if you'll confess Jesus on earth, he said, I'll confess you in heaven. Read on. Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man, behold the man. When the chief priests therefore and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. Thank God. Two times. And then a few days ago I pointed out in John 18:38, John 18:38, I find no fault in him at all. John 19, 5, 19, 4, I find no fault in him. John 19, 6, I find no fault in Jesus. Thank God he's the faultless, the faultless, the spotless, the sinless Savior of sinners. If you'll just come to him. But I warn you, I warn you, if you hear this message today, turn a deaf ear to God's call and you refuse to serve Jesus. You'll wake up in the pit just as surely as you're listening to my voice right now. Then Jesus answered, the Jews rather, answered him saying, or we have a law. By our law he ought to die because he made himself son of God. He didn't do any such thing. God said, this is my son, this is my son, this is my son. And they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. God said, this is my son. Matthew 3 Matthew 17, John 12, God announced in an audible voice, This is my son. I warn you, kind friend, today I'm sending out a solemn warning. You're facing the cross. You're facing a crucified, buried, risen Lord, and you must, you must make a decision. You cannot ignore him. He's on your hands. He's on your hands. You're being exposed to the gospel of the crucifixion, the gospel of Calvary, the gospel of the blood. And I warn you, if you turn down the message of God and the call of the Holy Spirit, you'll burn in hell for doing it. The wages of sin is death. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And if you hear the message today and refuse to accept the message, you've committed enough sin to send you to the lowest pit. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid. He went again into the judgment hall and saith unto Jesus, Now watch what Pilate says to Jesus. Whence art thou? Who are you? Where would you come from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Now Jesus had answered him one time. And beloved, Jesus doesn't waste words. Are you listening to me, kind friend? Just how many more times do you suppose God Almighty will call you? Just how many more times do you suppose Almighty God will trouble your soul and move you? Just how many more times do you suppose God will send conviction upon your soul? God help you. Jesus answered Pilate, 
Pilate said in John 18, Are you a king? He said, I was born to be a king. That's what I was born for. Now Pilate said, Who are you? Where would you come from? Now verse 10, Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and I have power to release thee? Don't you know that I could let you go? And don't you know that I can put you to death? But Jesus set him straight, and he did it quickly. Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above. Given, under, given thee from above. Therefore, he that delivered me unto thee hath the greatest sin. And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. You're not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and he set him down or set down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the payment, but in the Hebrew, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour. And he saith unto the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, they cried out away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and they led him away. Beloved, again I say with all the sincerity of my soul, I feel down deep in my heart that I should Remove the shoes from my feet. Bow down on my face in the dust of humility. Even as I read these words, I want your attention. Please, please, kind friend. He who made this universe and everything that's in it. He who created man in his own image. Soul of the world that he sat yonder. And he watched wicked men mock and sneer and jeer and spit upon him and whip him and slap him. And then they made him carry his own cross. See it. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into the place called the place of the skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two others with him. On either side, one and Jesus in the midst, and Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews, for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city. It was written in Hebrew and in Greek and in Latin. And then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, write not King of the Jews, but that he said, I'm King of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. Thank God he had enough backbone. He had enough principle to say, it's there, I put it there, it's going to stay there. I'm not changing it. What I have written, I have written. I had Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, placed over his head. I put it there, it's going to stay there. Now, I want to talk to you, and I want to give an order call today when I finish my sermon, and I want you to listen very carefully, but I want to talk to you the rest of the minutes I have.
for preaching and for the broadcast. Listen, beloved. Listen to me. Back under some few years ago, a very short while ago, I stood on top of Mount Calvary. My wife and I, Brother Homer Williams and Brother Don Ward, and other missionaries, I forget now, there were about a half a dozen missionaries. And we stood there on top of Mount Calvary. It's a very small mountain, a very small place. And you can see the skull. Many of you have seen my beautiful color movies of Calvary. And you can see the skull, and you don't have to use your imagination. And there's a tree growing now on top of Calvary. And Brother Don Ward said, Brethren, the cross stood somewhere near this spot. And I looked over at Mrs. Green, and the tears were streaming down her face. I looked over at Homer Williams, and the tears were streaming down his face. And I looked at Don Ward, and he was weeping. We bowed our heads, and we sobbed, and we prayed. And we thanked God for Calvary. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. It was on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to save Oliver Green. Beloved, pardon me for weeping. I'm not a sissy. I just thank God that I don't have to go to hell. That's where I ought to go. That's where I should spend eternity. I see Jesus. We walked down the street of David. Don Ward said, this is the way he carried his cross. He went down this way. And he went out the city gate, and he went up the hill, that is. He fell. But Simon of Cyrene picked it up and carried it on. And then when he reached the top of the hill, they nailed him to that cross. And they raised it up, and it fell into the hole. And the flesh tore. And the blood spurt. And oh, it must have been painful. But he opened not his mouth. That is, not that moment. A little bit later he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. They don't realize what they're doing. Forgive them. And you know, beloved, back yonder, 32 years ago, yes, in just about a month now, it will be 32 years ago. One night, I bowed my head, and I said, Father, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say. But I said, God, you know what I want. You know what I need. And I said, God, have mercy on me and save me. And he did. And that's been 32 years ago. And I've never been sorry. I've never regretted it. Oh, I've made mistakes. I've been weak and unworthy and faulty. But I thank God that Jesus didn't kick me out. He loved me. And having loved his own, he loved them to the end. And I'm so glad that he doesn't love me one bit less than he loved those dear disciples. But you know, on this particular day, I'm so thankful 
I'm so glad that I'm not serving a dead Christ and I'm not serving a Christ on a cross but I'm serving a Christ that went to the cross died on the cross was placed in the tomb but praise God death couldn't hold him the grave couldn't keep him the stone could not close him in the guard could not keep him from coming out thank God he arose and he lives today and he sits today at the right hand of God the Father and you know the thing that makes me so glad right now he's looking down at Oliver Green he knows where I am he knows what I'm doing he knows I love him he knows I appreciate him. I tell you, I, I can't. There are not enough words in the English language for me to tell God today how much I appreciate Jesus. All that I have, all that I am, my little family, my home, my clothes, my food, the automobile I drive, the ministry I enjoy, and the good food that I eat, the sunshine that I enjoy, and the thousands of precious friends that call me brother. It's all because of Jesus. You see, I wouldn't be here today if it had not been for Jesus. I'd be in one of two places. I'd be in the penitentiary or dead and in hell if it had not been for Jesus. You forgive me for weeping, but I've been on the verge of weeping ever since we started chapter 18. And Judas sold him, betrayed him with a kiss. Peter denied him. Oh, God, don't let me ever deny Jesus. Keep me faithful. Help me to be faithful, Father. Don't ever let me deny my Lord. I know I'm weak, and I know I'm in the flesh. But, oh, God, don't ever let me deny Jesus. Keep me faithful. That's my prayer. Now, sinner, if you want to go to heaven, you must accept his death, his blood, his agony, his pain. You must accept Jesus, the crucified, buried, risen Lord. You can't go any place but hell if you don't trust him. Now, listen. I feel strangely impressed of God today to do what I'm about to do. I'm going to give a Gospel Hour radio invitation. We usually do this on Friday, but today I feel strangely impressed to invite you to be saved today. I don't know when I've ever felt the presence of God in this studio where I am as I have felt his presence today. And I'd be afraid not to obey the Spirit. I'd be afraid not to do what the Spirit prompts me to do right now. I want every person in the Gospel Hour radio audience, every person listening right now, if you do not know beyond any shadow of doubt that you're born again, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes and pray after me, pray these words. Now, don't repeat them. Pray them. Pray them from your heart. Dear God, I know I've sinned, and I'm sorry. I know I'm a sinner and deserve hell. 
But since Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and since he invites whosoever will, I trust Jesus now as my Savior. I believe he died for me. I believe they buried him and he rose again for me. Save me, Jesus. Come into my heart. Now, have you prayed those words or similar words as I prayed? Have you prayed? Now do this. Do it sincerely. Pray these words. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. I sure do thank him for saving me 32 years ago. We'll be now in just a little over a month. 32 years ago, just about a month from right now, Jesus saved my poor, lost, hell-deserving soul. I never shall forget. I said, Dear God, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say. But Lord Jesus saved me, and praise God he saved me. If you'll pray words similar to what I told you a moment ago, just tell God you've sinned, tell God you're sorry, ask God to have mercy on you, and ask Jesus to come into your heart, and then thank him, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Read Romans 10.9. Read Romans 10.9. Stand on it, live by it, and die by it, and I'll guarantee you, you won't go to hell. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org.